0: Hey Viking fans, I bring you day nine, a day late, Vikings camp news, Justin Jefferson continues to amaze, and there was a Garrett Bradbury sighting, that up next. Welcome to Skull World, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Skull World. Now, hit subscribe, click like, leave a comment. Every comment you do enters you in my contest. If you're subscribed, I'm trying to give away free stuff on the Packer game. I love giving away free stuff. I hope you like receiving it. Let's get some free stuff. All right. Now, let's go on to the camp news. Again, I like to read what Will Raggetts has to say and I'm lazy. No, I'm kidding. But uh Will Ragett does a great job for SI.com. He he said a lot about yesterday and one of the things he said was Justin Jefferson eight for eight receptions had a had a great day. He looked awesome as usual and there hasn't been a single issue with Justin Jefferson. Now he goes on to talk about how it is amazing in and out of cuts. And I decided I went back and looked at video game footage, especially at the goal line I am. I'm gonna admit. I even though in 2020, I I uh, really wanted. Hey, where's why isn't Justin Jefferson started? He needs to be out on the field all the time. He needs to be our second receiver. We need to see what he's got. And he we finally he finally got his chance, and he balled out. I mean, now. But my my worry with Justin Jefferson was that he wasn't you know an elite or a or even a top of line wide receiver, but I thought he was good enough to be our number two. I th- I thought he should be starting. I haven't comp- – in- even though I think- thought he was going to be a good player, I am wrong. He's an amazing player, and I underestimated him. I mean, I thought he'd be good, but I didn't think he'd be this good. And I went back and looked at some video people like just looking at his route. Like, the play, they just centered in on his route – and his footwork. And him breaking ankles. His release off the line is amazing. I can see why he gets open all the time. They cannot get this guy at the line of scrimmage. There's no way you can play bump and run against him. He's he's amazing. And if you're off of him and you give him space, he's even better. It's He's that good, folks. And it's, it again, shown in practice. And he, he's just amazing. Now... Now Will Raggett does make a good point when he like Jalen Naylor just burning Andrew Boo Jr. the other day, that the the offense has an advantage on a one-on-one passing drill. So that's you know, and you could you know that. Um just like the defense ha- has a an advantage on a one-on-one pass blocking drill. So he made the point that Garrett Bradbury who had been burned, or not burned, but manhandled by a ragdoll? maybe. I don't know. That's People described it pretty bad, how Harrison Phillips had ragdolled uh, him in uh, practice. Now, today, or not today, uh, yesterday, because I'm lazy. I'm doing this uh, the next morning. But uh, Will Raggett said that he had held his ground a few times. And that coincides with what KOC said yesterday, And if you're just joining the Viking fandom, Kevin O'Connell said the, said yesterday and that, you know, a lot's been made about how he, from your perspective that he's been being beat, but in the grand scheme of things, Garrett Bradbury, when doing things fundamentally, right, he has a strong base, even though we don't see it and we haven't seen it, but KOC believes it. Now, one thing he did say was that there's still competition, and then and not and did not say that hey he's our number one guy. He was flat out asked, "Is Garrett Bradbury still your guy?" And he goes, "Hey, there's you know there's still competition. So Chris Reed's still in this competition, apparently. But there's there's been news about him struggling with the you know snap on the ball. So who knows? But they also went on to say, and this is real I don't think Bill Raggett said this, but that uh, Jesse Davis. Koc he said Jesse Davis, um, he had a day off. They got Ed Ingram in there, but he says Jesse Davis is doing very good, and uh, he's he's pleased with him. So my dream of Ed Ingram taking over right guard, my you know Chris Reed taking over center, um, maybe on the back burner. It looked, but who knows what will happen when we start doing preseason games. So the one on one drills did have. Yeah, did have that going for him. Now he also goes. Rookie Ed Ingram also stood out with two strong reps against Jalen Twyman. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, not for Jalen Twyman, but for Ed Ingram. That's awesome. Oliuto against Patrick Jones and Blake Brandle against Armand Watts were two other offensive linemen who did well, in my opinion. Christian Daris and Zadarius Smith split their two reps. Now apparently um, Brian O'Neill against Daniel Hunter. Oh, here it says right here. As for a defensive lineman stood out, Daniil Hunter appeared to win both reps against Brian O'Neill. Those bo- battles between the two pro bowlers have been fun all camp, but this particularly set uh, caused O'Neill to slam his helmet to the ground in frustration afterwards. Dalvin Tomlinson showed off his power against Jesse Davis. Um, second-year player Andre, Andre Mintz against Timon Paris and Janarius Robinsons against Viderian Lowe also impressed. Now I was a big proponent of a Darian Lowe and Janarius Robinson. Um, it's good to see one of them doing good, but one in a one-on-one drills, one one of them is going to do good. So hey, those are some names we haven't heard in a while. That was great to hear, like a recap of what the uh, offense and defensive linemen are doing with each other. Now this is this is a new occurrence. The offenses in the especially the ones have been. Being very successful in their two-minute drill, their um their situational drills, and both you know every time it seems like Kirk Cousins gets down there, gets a field goal. Now on on Saturday they had the scenario scoreboard was twenty-four to twenty with one thirty on the clock, timeout with uh, and three timeouts remaining, meaning the offenses needed a touchdown, and that's a scenario you'll see. We needed a touchdown, we got three timeouts, defense went two for two. Uh, first play with the ones against the ones would have been a sack by Watts. If contacting the quarterback was allowed after cousins and company moved the ball a bit, the drive stalled against, uh, thanks to a holding penalty and a couple incompletions with some of the twos and threes rotating in on both sides of the ball outside linebacker, uh, Luigi Villian had a pressure on the fourth down. I do not even know that guy was on our team, but, uh, then Kellen Mond got an opportunity hit Tristan Jackson for a big gain. Now this is this is, you know, this is enticing. Kellen Mond doing good, right? For a big gain on a great throw which was mixed in with a bunch of short completions to keep the chains moving. The drive was going well until Mond was intercepted by linebacker Blake Lynch to end the threat. Lynch jumped on an outbreaking route to the right sideline and made a nice play. So Kellen Mond continues to show flashes but then Crashes. So, yeah, uh, maybe we'll see something in preseason. Kyle Sloter was famous for not practicing well, even though he barely got any snaps. Um, that's the same went for Mon last year, barely got any snaps. So, hey, maybe this is one of those situations where you just need some confidence. And uh, hopefully, we have a number two quarterback worth something this year. Even though Kirk Cousins doesn't miss a game, knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now. I want to see. In a, I want to see a competent, and well, Sean Mannion's competent, but I want to see someone who can actually win the game. Um, but, anyways, other notes he brings up uh, Johnny Munt didn't have the best day. He got popped by Lewis Seen after a short gain on one play and later was yelled at by Cousins for not uh, running a route correctly. So, I mean, here Kirk Cousins saying he's relying on uh, Munt for some offensive you know, for helping them adjust the offense. And now they made a big deal about apparently Kirk Cousins getting mad and uh, as mad as he can get at uh, Mont month for running the wrong route, which makes you remember on the sidelines, I believe in either 2018 or 19, I think it was eight. It was one of those years where uh, him and uh, him and uh, Adam Thielen were arguing on the, on the sideline about a route they ran now, uh, the Vikings tried to reverse to K.J. Osborne at one point. Eric Kendrick was all over it for a tackle for a loss. That's great recognition. Awesome. That's, you know, that's what I like to hear. I think he's going to be... More, he, remember, he was in a 3-4 defense at UCLA. This may be his, may be his cup of tea. He may may even take a step forward instead of what they think he's going to do is regress. So, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30 now, so... Uh, hopefully he still has a few years of high end play still left in him. And I think he does. I think he does. Albert Wilson had a big play for the second straight day. That's good to hear. I'm kind of, kind of watching out for Albert Wilson. I had that six spot on the receiver core. I thought BC Johnson was there. Uh, but Jalen Naylor balled out a couple of times to show his worth. I mean, at least one-on-one drills that I've seen. And then, um, and then uh, Albert Wilson's been making plays lately, but here we go. Um, on You know, on Friday, he was a deep ball for Mon, which I believe was a touchdown. This time was a bubble screen that turned into a long play when Wilson took off up the sideline. The veteran Wilson hopes to use his versatility, versatility as a pass catcher and a possible punt return to make this roster. So, yeah, I think the sixth receiver, if it's not K.J. Osborne and it's not ISM, the sixth receiver is going to be a guy who makes it as our punt returner, and if it's Jalen Naylor, then great. If it's Albert Wilson, then I understand. I understand. Uh, one late round rookie who is looking intriguing so far is wide receiver Jalen Naylor, who seems to be Jalen Naylor. Uh, this is uh, Will Raggett's, who seems to be make at least one notable play every day. He beat safety Miles Dorn for a big gain an 11 on 11 action on Saturday. So yeah, apparently Jalen Aylor is starting to get more recognition out there. I like miles Dorn. He's a big, he's a big safety. And I, and, uh, he's a guy that, you know, I have as a dark horse of making the team, but uh, it's really hard to tell when we, you know, have three, what I think are three really good safeties. Uh, Cameron Bynum had a pick six off Mond late in practice. But I am not sure if there was a confusion over there. The play was dead or not because it looked like some players stopped going full speed. So yeah, chuck that one up to a practice, uh, you know, a practice snap. It's uh, who knows? But hey, Cameron Bynum made the play once again. Greg Joseph did not miss a kick. He was five for five. That's awesome. He he's been one of the big big deals coming out of camp. Um, have you ever heard of a kicker in a Vikings camp having great, having a great camp, like nothing wrong, like didn't miss a kick. That's, that's the kind of camp Greg Joseph is having. And that is great to hear. It's been a while since we had a, you know, a kicker we could rely on. I think he's only in his fourth year. I'm I'm like in uh, third or fourth year. I forget. I would have to look it up. But uh, he's still young, man. He's he's still an opportunity for this guy to make a name for himself. And it just takes maybe someone not looking over your shoulder, threatening your job every week, knowing your knowing the history of that coach of, you know, demanding, uh, Carlson getting cut, and he ends up being the best kicker in the league for two straight years. So hey. That's a that's the camp news. Uh, the the takeaways: is Justin Jefferson is awesome. Garrett Bradbury, maybe not, uh, maybe turning a corner. Um, and if he if he stopped, the every every one of those guys got two snaps, and he stopped uh, Phillips twice. That's awesome. That's a difference. So he hey maybe he's getting coached up now. Maybe he's listening on uh, his uh his uh, his footwork because you know. He just doesn't look like he's got an anchor. KOC tells us he does. He just needs better he just needs to concentrate on where his feet placement are and there was a, he did that in the press conference yesterday. He probably gave us too much information about offensive line battles. So hey, but that's going to put a fire under him. I feel better about our depth at offensive line. Olujo seems to be getting a lot of time. Maybe I got to consider putting him back on the 53. I don't know. Um you know, there's there's a lot of lot of time left to figure out who we need, uh you know, the echelon of offensive linemen and where we go from there. Hey, I'm sorry this is day late and I'm still tired. <laughs> still tired. Hey, a lot of a lot of camp news. Um got a got a a life outside of YouTube. We may not you see me on the lives and on videos a lot. You may not think that I'm, i maybe like live at this chair, but hey, uh, Vikings, Skull Vikings, let's go. Let's let's get to a training camp. I think we're like 35 days away or something like that, or I, I forget how many days we're away, but it's awesome. Let's get there. Um, go over to Purple Pocket Podcast. Ring the bell over there so you can follow our live shows. You can chat with us. Love to have you. Again, this is Minnesota Sports Talk. Skull World. Skull Vikings. Let's go. See you next time.